Hello and welcome to Listen to These Nerds. Uh, today I am going to be interviewing uh, Megan Cross about uh, her uh, mask uh, moves uh, Roll Plus Super. Uh, 31 custom moves for masks in new generation. Uh, Megan, welcome to the podcast. Hey, thanks so much for having me. Yeah, uh, thanks for uh, agreeing to, to show up. So, uh, first question, most obvious, uh, what got you a mask? Oh my goodness. Um, so it was a, a combo of two things that synced up. Um, I started playing in a mask campaign. Um, a friend of mine was running one and it had been on my radar as a game that I had wanted to play as a big fan of superheroes. And then in almost preparation for playing in this campaign, I began listening to the podcast Protean City Comics, which is a masks AP. And I got so sucked in to it. It's my favorite AP. I love it so much. And that really made me fall in love with the system. Um, so I was listening to a lot of that to kind of like teach myself the system and then started playing it myself. So those two things kind of synced up to really make masks like on my mind about 90% of the time. Yeah, yeah, no, that's fair. I mean, Protean City <laughs> is like the Masks actual play podcast. So, um, yeah, I, go ahead. Oh no, I was to say yeah, I absolutely love it. It's so much fun. Uh, right. So the uh, you uh made Role Plus Super as part of the um uh what what was yeah thing um called? so yeah as part of a um, Move Month. Right. Yes. Yeah. So that was something that um. James and Brandon, who are two of the GMs and players, and um, James is the producer of Protean City Comics. So as part of their other podcast, Stop, Hack, and Roll, for the month of, I believe it was August last year, um, not that I have any concept of what time is lately, um, they had created a list of prompts um, to write one move for any system any game anything just one move based on a prompt um every day for the month of august and being very into masks um and having never written any moves or anything beforehand and i was um, playing in a mask campaign and starting to plan to run my own masks campaign i decided to do all of my moves for move month for masks to kind of get myself familiar, more familiar with the system from like a mechanical standpoint, like as someone who is preparing to GM the system. Um, so that was pretty fun. Right. And uh, you took a lot of these prompts and kind of went all over the place with them. There's <laughs> stuff for, for dealing with mundane problems. There's uh, stuff for dealing with space combat. Uh, <laughs> And kind of a little bit of everything in between. Um. Yeah, I just, at a certain, when I started doing them, I was very uneasy about it. Like, this is the first time I had ever written custom moves for anything. Um, but then as as the, the days went on, I kind of started to see and try to figure out, like, the most out there interpretation of the prompt I could make was kind of what I had started doing was like how can I take this prompt and go in the complete opposite direction of what I like what you would initially think 
to do. Um, and that became something really fun too. like, not only making the move like mechanically work, but just seeing the different ways to interpret it. And in the stop, pack and roll discord, um, everyone who was participating in move month, like every day, um, everyone would post their moves and like, they spanned the gamut of different interpretations of the same prompt, which is really fun to see. So it kind of became a thing to just see who could interpret it in the most unique way <laughs> yeah uh i mean and there there are definitely uh very unique uh things so, some things i i don't know if i i would ever use in one of my <laughs> games just because they're they're very specific and then some things right. i'm like ah this this is now a core move of my of my <laughs> of my mask games going forward um so i guess i'll, I'll let you uh Pick first. What what is your favorite move that you made uh, out of all all thirty one of these? Oh man, there. It's hard to pick. And I had thought that you might ask that, so I was like looking through them again to be like, what one is my favorite? Because there are different ones that I are my favorites, like for different reasons. Um, but I, hmm, I think I I don't know if I can pick one. But I, I think, so I'm going to do two. So I think because one of, so my favorite one, just from like a purely, like, I just had a lot of fun with it move was um, the prompt was bones in there, um, which I loved in the, the like trigger action is when you're being briefed for a mission by an adult hero and they inadvertently make an innuendo and the move is about trying not to laugh and embarrass yourself in front of this adult hero. Um, and I had a lot of fun with that one just because that's looking at the prompt. That's where my mind went. Um, so I had to, I had remember I'd made a joke to a friend of mine who was also doing the moves and I'm like, this is where my mind went, but I need to think of something else. And they're like, why just that's the move. <laughs> um, but I think as, but I, I'm a big fan in any game of interpersonal moves um, and bonds between characters and things like that. And what something I love so much about masks is the influence mechanic and like the bonding between characters is so integral to the mechanics of it in that these players like are people and have very, and they're superheroes, but they do have very like mundane issues. Um, so that was really fun to explore in these moves. So I really, um, the other one that I really enjoyed was, um, where, um, it was, I'm trying to remember which one. Oh, it was spinners. Where is it? Oh, spinners. Yeah. Um, so when you feel the balance between your personal life and superheroic spinning out of control, roll plus mundane, and that's a move about the balance between being a superhero and just being a teenager um, and the, the consequences are like on a miss you've been burning the candle at both ends and now there's no more candle to burn and you need to like take a break. Otherwise you have minus one. Like, and I feel like that's also a message for, for me <laughs> because that's something that I deal with a lot. Um, but I, wanted to make something that's like a little more real that a teenage superhero would would have an issue with is 
balancing being a superhero and being a kid and going to school and having like those mundane obligations. Um, so I, so I really like that, that move a lot. Yeah, no, that's, I, I definitely uh, picked that as something that I'd uh, probably want to use in my own games. Uh, it also feels very much like, like a Janus move, something that. Mm, yeah, definitely. Uh, so since you made all of these moves, how, how many of them have you actually gotten to the table to I have not, I am embarrassed to say I have not used any of them, <laughs> um, but I do have have plans for them. Um, you had noted that some of these, um, there's a handful that are space themed. Um, the masks game that I run is actually set in space, and I knew that I was going to be running a masks game set in space when I was doing these moves, and that's why some, um, there is a, a handful of them that are pretty specific to space so i i definitely plan on integrating um those ones into into my um home game because i kind of wrote them with the intention that i could eventually use them um in my game um all right so i i just want to highlight a couple of the ones that i really uh enjoyed stuff that i could could see uh um coming up in, in some of my games uh the first one is uh is your pull of players uh move about ordering pizza <laughs> because i there, think that there we have uh, our game literally had a a at least one time when the players were fighting over uh a ordering a pizza um and like what toppings to get and i i would have loved to have busted out this move on them it's very uh, important it's serious business <laughs> Yeah, it it really is. Uh, <laughs> the, um, I I also uh, I really liked that uh, you like it's al- almost phrased like entering combat where you have like an orderer who who is in charge, <laughs> um, and and the ability for the orderer to just take it mark a condition to just take over and <laughs> and order what they want. I thought was really great. Uh, I I've definitely been. To some parties where where someone's trying to organize pizza and nobody's cooperating, so, um, um, uh, but yeah, and and just uh, had I, I've actually even been that person sometimes, and, and wish I could just you know know what I, I'm ordering my pizza and everyone mm-hmm. else go do with it, yeah. do without or or abide by my choices. Yep, that's um, yeah, that was very inspired by real life because I have a bunch of friends whom while I love them, cannot make a decision to save their lives, and nine times out of ten, it's like, all right, we're getting what I want, because nobody else can make a decision. <laughs> yep. Um, yeah, in a, in a similar uh, vein of things that have happened to me in real life, uh, I, I I really enjoy backroom deal. It, it is a <laughs> feel that almost anyone in retail has, has, has had before. Mm-hmm. Yep, that was very inspired by true events. I toiled for many, many years in retail, and also like that gave me some big um, Janus feels. Writing that along with some of the other like more mundane focused moves, but that one especially, I was thinking about the Janus as a playbook when I wrote that one. Yeah, um, yeah, I uh, I also noticed that you have both go fast and. Where was it? Uh-huh. Um, the other one about being late. <laughs> yeah, the other the other one about sleeping in. Um, 
Um, the oh, very wow. last um, role I know is about sleeping in. I think that there was another one about. Oh no, I think that one is it. The very last one. Yeah, yeah, I think it is role. Mm-hmm. Uh, the last one. Yeah. Um, yeah, I and I I saw both of those. I'm like, yeah, no, that's. So those are things that I, I want to just bring into m- my future games into to because it, it's just such a uh like um just something that that's so very teenager so mm-hmm. very like uh good to use in um especially at the start of like a session after like a bit of a break I I I one of my favorite like things is to start the second session with everyone waking up in the morning on the first day of school. Oh, that's and, really cool. Yeah, and then just kind of going through everyone's like morning routines and like establishing what their home life is like and then mm. everyone gets to school and and I I I have a very specific like way I visualize it as a comic book where everyone has like the same panel on every page. And then the last uh, page uh, is just uh, all of them arriving uh, in their, like, they're in that same position on the page, but without the panel borders, because it's all one image. Uh, it's That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, I, I I think that, that Masks is the, like, the, the Masks director to describe things like a comic book has really helped my, my GM <laughs> style. Yeah, um, ab- absolutely. Same here is I usually start all of my sessions with describing like the cover of the issue and then like the first like at least the first page sometimes like the first couple of pages um and that yeah as a gm that really like helps set the scene for everybody to to know what you're seeing in this comic yeah i i also the um i have a player who's a little um trigger happy when he when it comes to attacking villains uh <laughs> he doesn't like giving my villains chances to monologue so i i uh so i've uh taken to explaining well yes you start running but you're on the left side of the panel and it's a full like page long panel so he's over <laughs> on the right and you've got that entire like top of the panel where he can monologue at you before uh the next panel shows where you where you come and punch him you have to uh, give them time to monologue it's a comic book yeah Yep. Um, all right. Um, uh, let's so uh, let's going uh, back to one of your earlier ones. What inspired making a thousand and one be time loop based? Um. So that one was time loop based because I had just watched um, the movie Palm Springs, which is a movie, an amazing movie about time loops. Um, so I was, I had time loops on the brain and seeing that prompt, um, I was like, it could have gone one of two ways. I was, at first I was thinking of doing something like theater related, um, or something along those lines. But then I was very much had time loops on the brain from watching that movie and was like, what if, like, what if instead it's time loops? And that also felt very appropriate for like superhero comic book hijinks to to have to have time loops included um because it felt very natural to the comic book genre so uh when you imagine using this move in play do you do you see it as a uh like you would play out like a couple of time loops and then uh just narrate out that more time loops happened and then 
until you pull this move? Or uh, how, how do you see this one being uh, being triggered, I guess? Yeah, I the way that I see it is like, yeah, you start off, I would something along the lines like, and I feel like a lot of times when you see time loops in media, it's like the first three, four, maybe are your longer form play out of it and you're going through more of like the minutia and then as it's established that like these loops are happening they get much more fast forward and you get like glimpses or like in this instance you would see like panels of like the quote-unquote like greatest hits of all of these time loops like the things that are different um with the under with the understanding that most of the time loop stays the same um and then would then like as it gets to like the end where you wanted to establish like a lot of these have happened kind of working with the player um as far as like what are you trying to do during these time loops to try to get out of them and then once you hit once you get to a point where like this where your player or players have a plan and a way to break out of it that's probably when the move would trigger is after like be like we have we now have a plan that we think is going to work so now we're going to try to break out of it um and then it would start on like what you know is the final loop and then you would play the whole thing again like you had like in the first um few would play it in more more in its entirety all right um yeah no it's a, definitely like a, a niche move but one that like is just sending me like but what if i did a time loop now so I could use the <laughs> That's I have also been thinking about time loops. I was joking with my players that I opened my notebook to do some prep for a next session and I had put at some point in time there was a post-it note on the front that just said time loops question mark. I'm like, oh, so I guess I'm planning on doing something with time loops eventually. Um because like it's just it's just fun. It's tropey and like is good for like a one or two session like little mini arc between things like it's always fun to do like a groundhog day type deal all right uh temporary permission is uh really interesting to me uh it's uh the idea that you you get uh because you are acting with an out authority you get access to an out move for a little bit that's uh i definitely like uh Something that that I I can see like coming up uh, in a, a story where you have like a legacy or a mm-hmm. uh, protege uh, player. Um, was there any specific um, um, thoughts you had going into this one uh, about like use cases or uh, or uh, uh, anything like that? Nothing specifically. I think something I thought about in the in the game that i play in our party is we're we're kind of a mess um in the best way i say lovingly that we are a mess but a move like this i feel like would be fun like you said for with like a protege or a legacy um but then you get the flip side of the coin whereas like in our party we have a scion and a reformed so i can see it going either way like you could have the playbooks that are like i need to prove myself like i want this adult hero to be proud of me we're gonna 
act on their authority and like use it responsibly but then you can have the playbooks like the delinquent or the reformed where you're like yeah we're acting under the authority of this adult hero so we can do whatever we want (laughs) type of thing um so i was thinking about it from 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 that aspect um especially in regards to how the party that i am a part of in my masks campaign would handle that and we would probably we would probably abuse that one a little bit if we could Mm -hmm. (laughs) um but because it's teenagers so it's it's just fun to think about it from different angles and i think that was something i had thought of is just based on the playbooks that are being played in that party it could go one it could go in two very different directions depending on um depending on who is calling the shots um because you could get the very responsible heroes that are trying to do good and impress the adult hero or you could get the the disasters who are also trying to do good because they are heroes but they're not afraid to bend the rules um a little bit to get there the what if party of a bowl a delinquent uh scion and a reform (laughs) oh my goodness that's just so good like I, I love a good mess, so that just sounds wonderful to me. Yeah. I wouldn't want to GM it, but I'd love to be a part of it. <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah. I, I will say one of the things I love most about masks is you can just list off four playbooks and, and there's and there's pretty much a universal, oh, that's what that party's gonna be. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, especially especially with, with those ones. Like you just know, but then I would take that, and then you have to throw in like a beacon or a legacy, and then they're just hurting cats the whole time. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, I I don't see beacon as as the most responsible playbook. That that maybe it's because our beacon is the only responsible one in the group I play with. Maybe a soldier. Yeah, would soldier. be more apt to cat hurting. <laughs> yeah, I I don't know. Beacons always have. Because of drives, beacons always have a, have a subtly chaotic nature when, mm-hmm. whenever I see That's very true. Um, uh, so, uh, for your learn for each other move, from each other move, um, these are uh, basically triumphant celebration and uh, mm-hmm. share vulnerability or, or weakness moves, but they aren't like playbook specific. Is there, I, I guess my, my question is, would you want to use these like in place of a playbook's normal um uh team moves or uh is this like what was your your thought process for yeah i my initial thought would be to that it could be in place of um a playbook's team moves i love the team moves a lot and i thought when i was looking at this prompt that it rang it had a lot of it had a lot of like when you share a triumph and celebration or vulnerability or weakness, like it had that energy to it. Um, and it's something that it's general enough that you could use it for really any of the playbooks. Um, and I wanted to do something. This was also for kind of for me to get out of the, the standard trying to break up the moves that I was writing and, making sure that I'm writing them in different, um, not formats, but different types of moves, trying to be varied um, with what I was writing to kind of like just stretch 
my abilities and it it felt right for this prompt to create a move that's very emotion and bond driven um, which was kind of where this came from and i think that you could easily slot it in for for the team moves of really any playbook if you wanted to yeah it definitely has a um a very like uh i mean i i guess the 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 prompt kind of says it learning from from each other uh flavor it's uh which is really something that can happen to to any of the playbook mm-hmm. i i could also even see like using this as a basis to 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 build a new playbook that's about mm. being a, a teacher or a mentor or something yeah for sure i could totally see that i think that's kind of like what i had in mind like as i was thinking about it, it what it can't yeah, what was in like the forefront of my mind was what if because you have the protege it's like what if the mentor was its own playbook um so like i had the mentor protege relationship in my head um but I wouldn't say that it's it's specifically like for anything, but that was kind of what I was some like a touchstone for what I was thinking when I was writing this one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so uh, going down a, a couple more, you have reverse XP, where instead of gaining XP on a failed roll, you choose to 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 spend uh, potential to uh, to to reverse your fortune effectively. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's uh very interesting would you uh use this move like as an as like a this is just a move that we're gonna have in the in the, our games or is this like a in a specific situation like i don't know uh i'm trying to think think of like something that yeah. would be limiting to, but like say uh during this uh super exam you can uh mm. you can use the this move instead of like failing a role yeah i mean i'm i'm a very big fan of of the hard choice um and if a character wants to give something up to ensure that they succeed at something like if something if succeeding on a role means that much that they're willing to give something up um and that's where this had come from and i'm i'm the kind of gm that just lets things happen if it's cool um, so, like for me, I would kind of let it stand as a as just like a standing house rule. Um, but I think folding it in as an option for more high stakes things, like you said, like like an exam or like a showdown with a super villain type thing, like anything that has higher stakes than normal. Um, I would definitely put something like this on on the table. Like if a hero is willing to spend potential to make sure that their powers work against the supervillain or to make sure that they that they get in and out of a place unseen, like that kind of thing. Um, I would definitely put something like this on the table if it when it's when it's very high stakes that a player would willingly spend potential to ensure that they succeed. I'm not gonna if they're willing to give it up, I'm not gonna tell them not that they can't. All right. Yeah. Uh, so I, I really like prepare for the future. Um uh the uh because it, it it makes the 
taking the advancement, become a paragon of the city more than just checking a box and changing, uh, like retiring a character. Mm. Um, I, I, I definitely see this as something that I would probably just, you know, make just a staple of, of my, of my campaigns. If, if someone's going to, you know. Yeah. And I like a good, a good wrap up is very satisfying. Like thinking, um, to like the last chapter of like, I just recently finished reading um, Young Avengers and the last like issue is like, I love something like that, like a good wrap up where you see these heroes just kind of being people outside of like their super um, heroic, their super identities and that kind of thing. And something like this, that when you have a character that's going to retire, it's someone who's been a member of this party for a while because it takes a decent amount of time to get enough advancements to get to the place where you can take that advancement and retire and become a paragon of the city and it just feels like it just feels cheap to just yeah like you said check a box and then you create a new character like it it feels like it's not you're not being fair to that character that's been with this team the whole time and it gives closure for both the player who's character is retiring but also for the team that's still going to keep going on and above table everyone knows that there's going to be a new hero coming in most likely to replace the one that has retired so it gives everyone a bit of closure and also i'm a big sucker for just like the slice of life rp moments especially in a game like masks um sometimes it's it's just as fun to like rp like a trip to the mall as it is to RP, like things that are more powers related and superhero related. So just being able to have your characters like at a party, just that they're throwing for their friend. Um, I just really like the idea of that. Yeah. Um, I have to say, I, I especially appreciate the, uh, on the last option that you may make it so that, uh, you can't fail your comfort or support. I, I have seen many um, an emotional scene derailed by a failed <laughs> comfort and support role. I you just can't let that happen. Like there are certain there are certain times that yeah, like it's just it it's not right. It's not right to be able to fail in that regard. But you've got to spend your hold for it. But I like that as well because like the last thing you want to do is like retire and leave your superhero team and be on bad terms with somebody. Yeah, definitely. Um, so um, uh, consequences uh, is interesting because the, the, the way the, the move is worded, um, it feels more like you're like, maybe you start a session on, mm-hmm. on the, the, the team doing the community service and then kind of backfill through the move um what the uh what what happened to cause all mm-hmm. all the damage you're cleaning up yeah that is definitely the intention here cuz i something i've grown to really love running masks and also it's something that they do a lot in Protean City comics which is where i picked it up is the the gm will ask the players what happened rather than the gm determining a lot of what's going on, they'll be they'll say to the player like, "Oh well, what happened here?" Um, and I, I like that idea because it gives 
the players a lot of command over the story as well. And I definitely envision this move as like a beginning of session move where it's like, all right, you open on this scene and you are all doing community service. And that's the first page of the comic. And then the next few pages of the comic are the everything that led up to this point um, as your players tell you what trouble, um, what what mess they made in their attempt at heroics. Um, and I just, I like that sharing the, the weight of the narrative and letting the players um, determine more of the story is always really interesting to me. And it also takes some weight off of the GM shoulders and the GM can just sit back and work with what the players give them to work with, which is nice. The GM does a lot. So mm-hmm. it gives, it gives the players an opportunity to, to call the shots for a little bit. Yeah. Um, uh, hack is a, it is honestly, uh, like it, it's a move that, that kind of explains itself. Um, but I do love that you have to declare I'm in, uh, on a, on a hit. Yep. If you don't, I, I, the move doesn't work. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I just, I, I, I'm always a fan of when a move makes you do something at the table. Um, I, I don't know if you're familiar with, uh, with the game flying circus, but, uh, as part of taking off, uh, the whole, when, when your, uh, plane's engine comes on, uh, the players have to make engine noises. Oh, that's amazing. Oh my goodness. I, I've heard of the game, but I'm not familiar with it, but that's fantastic. Yeah. Um, so I, I'm always um, I'm always happy with, to, to see stuff like that because I, I think that it uh, it's just such a fun thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, and also, uh, I, I really like the, the, the questions here because usually uh, if I didn't ha- have something like this move, I would just use like uh, an assess the situation type move or uh that sort of thing and i I think this honestly works uh like much better it's probably going to be my go-to hacking move uh now oh well that's great yeah that's i feel like hacking is something that comes up so often in not just in masks but in any game that involves computers um so this is this is one of the more literal interpretations of the prompts (laughs) But you, every game needs a good, a good hacking move. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, and uh, so I, I've kind of gone through the whole whole document, picking out the ones that that stood out to me. Is there any that I haven't asked you about or that we haven't talked about that you uh, feel like uh, you'd really like to to talk about? Tell tell the audience about. Uh... No, you actually hit on um, the majority of of the ones that that I would have picked out as well now that I'm like scrolling through yeah all right um uh I guess uh for finished with this uh, is do you have any plans uh moving forward uh to make more mass content to make more any kind of content uh <laughs> projects in the work that sort of thing um yeah I I would love to eventually make more masks content I love masks very very much um it's my favorite game at the moment um so that's that's definitely something in my future otherwise right now i as far as as writing goes i've got a couple of works in progress um 
coming down the pipe, one of which is superhero related because I can't get superheroes out of my mind. So I'm currently working on um, a solo superhero game that is in its infancy. <laughs> um, but otherwise, you can find my other stuff on my itch.io page, um, meganlinftw.itch.io. Um, so Roleplus Super is there. I've also, um, it's mostly original content, um, a lot of GM-less, prep-less games. In addition, I've also written um, a supplement for the game Quest, is my other um, homebrewy type thing. Otherwise, it's it's mostly all original content, um, character creation games, things like that. I also stream. You can find me playing Quest on the Chromatic Chimeras Twitch channel Mondays at 6.30 Eastern, um, which is a super fun game. And that's pretty much what I've got. Oh, actually, I also stream the last Tuesday of every month on the Chromatic Chimera. I have a show called Unprepared, where I facilitate GMless and Prepless games for a rotating cast of players, um, which is a big passion project of mine because I love GMless games. Um, but otherwise, that's what I've got in the works right now. You can find me and listen to me shout about, we'll be honest, mostly masks at MeganLinFTW um, on Twitter. And links to everything is will be in the show notes as usual uh, for anyone who wants to check out any of this stuff. Uh, and uh, uh, as always, uh, if you when your 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 superhero book is out and ready, or if you've got any other uh, uh, games you want to to talk about, uh, feel free to uh, get in contact with us, and we'll we'd love to have you back on the podcast. Yeah, absolutely. I'd love to come back. This has been great. All right. Uh, well, if that's everything, then, uh, all right. Well, uh, have a good night, everyone, and, uh, we'll, uh, talk to you all next time. Hey, everyone. Thanks for listening. You can find us on Tumblr at listentothesenerds.tumblr.com or on Twitter at LTTNCast. All our music is sourced from Incompetech.com and is licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0. You can email us at listentothesenerds at gmail.com.